0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Fitness Lit Breakdown. Now, I had a thought, and this thought turned into this episode for today. Um, I'm also on a separate podcast where I kind of do what, what are called these kind of drop-in, pop-in episodes uh, for the Awakening Tide podcast, and I thought it'd be a great tool to kind of use for this episode or for this podcast as well, And that I kind of just get these after doing some of these episodes that I've done recently, I get this kind of huge brain drop <laughs> from trying to, you know, uh, look at this web of all this research that I've read and put it all together and give you kind of my compilation from what I've read in the episodes that I've done in the past. And after I finish these, I have this like huge brain like dump of all this stuff that I think about, I'm like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. Um, I was like, man, I missed an opportunity to expand more on this or, or give more details on how you could use this to improve X, Y, and Z. So that gave me the idea for a little kind of what I'm going to call a drop-in episodes for this podcast that are kind of geared towards training thoughts from the day, right? So stuff that just comes to me that I want to share with you guys that could be used for your own training that could get you thinking a little bit different. When you come to these roadblocks and barriers of, you know, I want to get to that next level or I want to see myself get to this point, but what I've been doing is not getting me there. What else can I change? <clears throat> or what about my training is not getting it done? So this episode, I'm going to talk about the three V's of training. V as in viper. Okay. <laughs> and some of these will sound familiar because I kind of kind of talk ad nauseum sometimes, <laughs> To a few of these. Um, but yeah, I think it's just something that we need to drill into our brains of this is how our physiology works. Um, these are some things that we can use to maximize knowing what we know about how our physiology works, and we can put that into application. So the three Vs of training for this episode of Training Thoughts from the Day. The first one obviously is volume. And if you've listened to this episode, this podcast, if you're a fan, number one, thank you for, for listening. I appreciate you guys. Um, volume. We've talked ad nauseum about this, but it's okay. It's <laughs> <clears throat> If you think of volume, just pure, I'm going to just put the first, you know, definition, working definition out there. It is essentially reps. So take your reps, multiply by the weight you did during those reps, um, time the sets. Okay. So it's reps times sets times weight. And it gives you gives you this monster number, right? In the whatever thousands of number it gives you. And the cool part about that, obviously, is you can look at from a pure work standpoint, you get an insight to how much work you've done on a daily basis. You can sum those up for a week. You can kind of track how much you've done for the week. For You can even look at full body approach, just add them all together for your full workouts. <clears throat> you can look at specific muscle groups. How much volume did you do? on the muscles that involve bicep or quads or whatever and you can look at that and track it over time. It gives you a great piece of data to understand how much overall work has been done comparing from previous to where you are now and typically the biggest driver in the results you can expect especially those of strength and hypertrophy aka muscle increase in muscle size are a direct result or very significantly related to volume, right? More volume, more gains. Now obviously you need to be aware of you can't just go from zero to sixty, because if you throw a ton of volume on a base that isn't able to support you know, a deck of cards, then there's gonna be issues. But if you gradually increase that that overall volume over time, maybe take a you know a step back every you know after every month and do a week of something that kind of gets you doing less work and then kind of go back into it and you know taking two steps forward one step back kind of approach you can increase volume safely to where you can see improvements over the long term but when you look at that number this is where i I may have kind of detailed this a little bit or gone into a little little more depth on one of my last episodes on volume is that there's a lot of of information you are not getting from just that reps times sets times weight in that First one that comes to mind is the second V of training, and that's velocity. Velocity of how rapidly you are, you know, if you just wanna think of just like a, a, a bench press just to keep it easy. How rapidly are you pushing that resistance to the top of the rep? And how rapidly are you lowering that resistance to the bottom of the rep? Or vice versa. How slowly are you pushing it? How slowly are you lowering it? Or are you doing a combination of the two? because what we're missing there is the way in which we're stimulating our nervous system. And if you've, when you think about our bodies and our, our ability to improve, it all comes back to the nervous system, right? How are we taxing the system as a whole? How are we engaging our brain to our muscles to engage specific actions to lift a certain resistance or do something at a certain speed? All comes from the nervous system. And like I've said before and we've seen in many studies is that you can get improvements in strength without seeing any increases in muscle size meaning just purely making your nervous system more efficient by the way in which it engages muscles can make you stronger okay so we can't ever forget about that part That's really goes back to ground zero that's everything okay so the velocity component now when you think about velocity I'll talk about it from two different directions here the faster you intently try to move something number one you're going to recruit more muscle mass okay and you're going to recruit what's called type 2 muscle fibers or type 2 motor units muscle fibers within that unit that are all fast twitch when they're fast twitch they tend to be larger muscle fibers in diameter they can produce more force and it can contract at a higher velocity so you're engaging more of those within the muscle group and the more you can engage those over time, those are the muscle fibers that tend to like to hypertrophy or those are the ones that essentially can improve in their size much more superior compared to those type 1 slow switch muscle fibers. So the more we can engage those via moving something faster, the more we're going to see improvement in muscle size and our capacity to tax the nervous system to adapt to be able to do that kind of work. Okay. On the flip side, if you move something slower, and this could be both in that pressing or lowering phase, even though, we, let's say we do five reps. If you look at five reps on paper, it's five reps, right? We have no details of how long that took. So let's say five regular reps might take 20 seconds. But what if those five reps took 45 seconds, right? Now, all of a sudden, those five reps mean we did a lot more work because our time under tension or time under load was at a much greater extent. So five reps and over a longer period of time, our muscles did way more work than just five traditional reps of, a, you know, one second press and a two second lower, right? And what we've seen, obviously, is if you do more work in that instance, you get more improvements in muscle size and muscle strength. So that second V of training and that of velocity is, is hidden in volume. It's not being directly told, but something that you need to be aware of. Okay, Because it's not going to be in that end reps times sets times weight number. Now, the last one of the Vs is variation. And I had an episode on this a few episodes back in that I believe it was how much variation is too much variation. And obviously, we kind of came to the conclusion of if you're varying every single workout, that's way too much variation. Because, you're again, your nervous system never gets the chance to understand how to engage which muscles at what point in time of the movement to be the most efficient, to recruit the right type and the right angle and the right timing to do the muscle, to do that movement the most efficient and, and improve strength in that, in that sense, okay? So we need to have some consistency and that could be four weeks of doing the same movements. That could be six weeks of doing the same movements. It's gonna vary, right? Each person's going to react differently. But having some sense of, of, of doing things not too much variation and more consistently is going to be important but obviously if you stretch that out over longer periods of time and all you do is the exact same movement not really varying any of the resistance you're going to hit a plateau so that's where variation comes into play and all we're really doing is we're, we're varying to where we're keeping our nervous system guessing essentially and now we're always having to make it construct and reconstruct new pathways to recruit different muscles and the more we can do that the more we become a kind of a, a more diverse athlete so to speak in our capacity to do different movements improves and our our strength will improve even when we're focusing on one thing it will improve something else because our, our nervous system has become that adapted to be able to, to handle that kind of situation. So including some variation and it doesn't, I always like to when I start including variation not making it such a 180, such a large jump in what that that variation looks like. It doesn't have to be a total 180 of what you've been doing. Maybe it's just something as as slight as changing a pulling um, angle, right? Maybe you're used to doing a bent over row. Maybe it's time to do a lat pull down. Maybe it's time to do a you know a pull from half kneeling position from a cable machine where you're doing a, basically a, a direct perpendicular pull to the chest, right? So, just changing the angle at which you're pulling might be the, the little bit of variation you need to get over that hump. Um, maybe it's variation in the velocity at which you're doing. So maybe you you don't you can always do a squat. Doesn't have to be the exact same speed of your lowering and your standing phases but the squat will be the same, but the variation is in the velocity at which you're, you're, you're doing that movement. That's enough variation to see changes in the nervous system and changes in your output, aka the result you're looking to gain from the experience. Okay, So you can see how all three of these blend together so well, and that volume is the ultimate dictator. Velocity and variation are hidden within the spaces between the letters of volume, but we can't directly add those up In the reps times set times weight equation. Okay. So, number one, if volume is that, if that's your thing, if you like tracking that over time, it's kind of fun to see how much work you're doing overall. But that gives us no insight to how we're engaging the nervous system. Are we doing it at a rapid pace where we're we're super trying to engage the nervous system to recruit those fast twitch, larger muscle fibers and motor units? Or are we doing something super slow to restrict that workout over longer periods of time and really tax the muscles that we're engaging in that specific movement, tax them much more than we would at a typical repetition velocity, okay? And then giving a, a chance to have consistency within that training and my approach, this is just me personally speaking from my own training, the clients that, that I work with and uh, have worked with and I'm very humbled to be able to work with, and the professionals that I've talked to and the friends that I have in the field, something of like a month to six weeks of consistency to understand what that is going to do to your physiology because it needs maybe that amount of time to start seeing changes or growth. But much more beyond that, we become stagnant obviously in our mind because if we know we have to do the exact same movement every Monday forever, it's going to become boring, right? So we have to have some variation for our brain to handle, like, okay, I'm doing this training, I'm gonna do this work, but something new really stimulates me and keeps me more alert and focused, right? So it's a combination of what our physiology likes to see as consistent with variation, but even more so our brains allows us to kind of stay focused even longer. So keep those in mind, volume, velocity, and variation, the three V's of training. Now, if you have some thoughts or ideas of anything for some of these drop-in training thoughts for the day, if you just want to kind of get my take on uh, maybe you've got a question that you've been pondering or you want to know, maybe you know, let me triangulate some of all these stories, <laughs> some of these um, articles and manuscripts that I've read to see if I can put a decent enough answer together for you. Email me, TrubyHealth at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at dr.nicktruby. So thanks again, y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed my drop-in episode for Training Thoughts from the Day, and uh, I'll get some more out. Have a good one, y'all.